BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome to the What We Said podcast. Welcome back if you're an old listener or welcome if you're brand new to the podcast and this is your first time listening. We're glad to have you. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And today we have a very, very interesting episode for you guys. I think you're going to love this. Um, when we first heard about this topic that we're going to get into in a little bit, we were both very intrigued, very fascinated. Um, so today we have Dr. Madahi and Caroline, and they are the CEO of Lumino and the chief brand officer at Lumino, which is Oral Essentials Company. And again, we'll get into that in a little bit because you guys are definitely going to want to hear more. This is an unexpected episode, I feel like, but it's so intriguing. You guys, we, we learned a lot and we have a lot of good information for you that will help you just wait for these bombs that we're about to drop just you wait before we get started let's have a life update oh wait we don't do anything besides play pickleball so our update is that me and life have still not defeated nick and chelsea me and life got into a massive fight yesterday (laughs) while we were playing pickleball and i did challenge him to a one-on-one in which i lost miserably and literally got heat stroke (laughs) chelsea i came home my face was red for three hours. Oh my gosh. I'm so sensitive to the sun. Yeah, that's crazy. It was so hot it yesterday. It was so hot. It was like, we went at the worst time possible. It wasn't even worth it, like truthfully. No, it wasn't. And we got in the worst fight. Like, yeah. it was not worth it. No. Nick, <laughs> today, Nick was, we were going to go play later today. And I was telling him, I haven't told you this yet, but <gasps> he didn't want to play over. because we fought. No. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, was that he bad? He decided that he doesn't want to be friends <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> no. He was like, I don't want to play um, pickleball today. I have, like, too much to do. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, but I don't want to just, like, intrude and be the third person. I'll just, like, let them go play by themselves. And he was like, I don't know if you want to let those two go <laughs> play by themselves. You saw what happened yesterday. He was joking, obviously, but. It wasn't really that bad of a every, fight, guys. But. Every couple that plays pickleball will go through this. Like, this, me and, me and Nick went through the same thing. Every couple we've ever played with, like, when you're on a team with your significant other, and again, it's like something that one of you is not a pro at. Neither of you are pros Yeah, at. neither of you are pros at. Um, it's, the communication can get very skewed, you Here's know? Here's what the fight was about. Leif keeps giving me pointers. <laughs> he keeps giving me tips, but like he gives them to me every time I lose a point. Like he's like, oh, you really like maybe do this. Like, um, you need to scoot back more. You need to do this or whatever. And... I kind of, again, I've said this before. I'm like, I will admit I don't take, uh, not criticism, I guess, but like critique. Yeah. Always well. Constructive criticism. Especially from like someone I know very well. I'm just like, let me just do my thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless I'm truly doing something that's like so wrong and it's like, okay, sure. And you don't know anything about it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you know so much, then sure, give me critique. But I was telling Leif, so he he was like, it's really starting to bug me that you just won't take like my critique. Like you don't want to hear it. And I said, because like, you're, you're also a newbie at this too. Yeah. You guys started playing at the same time. Yeah. And I was saying, and also I said, you give me critiques like all the time when I lose points. And then I, I had to drop the bomb on him that he actually loses a lot of points, like more than me. I feel like I was like, I would take it more if you were an absolute pro, you never lost any points. And I was the one screwing up the game every time. But I was like, I think you lose as many points as me during the games, if not more. And he was like, so like taken aback. He's like, what? And then um, he was like, you genuinely think that you're better than me? And JC just goes, I'd love to play you in a one-on-one. <laughs> no, he 
better, but he said something like that. He's like, you genuinely think that we're like at the same level? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to play that on one-on-one. That was the funniest moment. Like me and Nick were dying at that. <laughs> you like, you just go, I'd love to play one-on-one. <laughs> that was like not possible at all to do. And we, yeah, we played. I did lose very badly. But the thing is, is that- Also, you were having heat stroke. Also, I was having heat stroke and an asthma attack. And also I will, I do have to say that, so I said, okay, let's keep track of how many points. Like, so when we're playing and we're playing against Nick and Chelsea, we'll see how many points you lose for our team and how many points I lose. Spoiler alert, he lost way more points. He lost like nine points for us and I lost like three. Yeah. And I was like, see, see, and it's it's because he's playing more than me. Like he's going for it more. So of course he's going to maybe mess up more. Yeah. But I'm like, but don't be over here preaching to me about all these tactics when you yeah. lose all the points too. But the thing is, even if he did know so much more, it's still not easy to take criticism because Nick literally has played tennis and all these, you know, racket sports his whole life. And I haven't. And when we first started playing, I would get, I would get so annoyed with him. Yeah. Like, and he is 100% way better than me. Yeah. And when we first started playing, he would be like, I would try and hit it super hard. And he'd be like, don't kill it. Don't kill it. And then he would try and like, hit it really hard and I'd be like don't kill it don't kill it or like we would just, yes, just it like happens bicker. every time yeah and then yes. we just learned very quickly we were saying very quickly I was like Nick I just there's too many things to think about I'm brand new to this so when you're telling me like you know you got to make sure you're stepping back with this foot don't be up here like don't be in no man's land like you're telling me all of these rules to think about I can't think about all of them every single time no. I hit a point. So I don't need you to say, oh, you did this in this point because I kind of already know I'm not going to get it perfect. Yeah. And so I was saying, tell me one thing. Every outing, not even every game, every outing, tell me one thing to work on. And I will work on that thing. And don't you dare try and critique anything else yes. that I'm doing. And like, then he, he learned things. very— yeah. Five things in one it's match. It's hard. It's so hard. In one match. And he goes, the funniest thing to me, though, was because I, like, genuinely— I feel like serving is the only part that I like pretty much never yeah. lose a point on until yesterday because he was jinxing me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like never lose a point. Like I feel like pretty much like yeah. nine times out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, I get the serves in the right thing. And I oh, missed sorry. one. I missed one serve. He's like, oh, you got to, you got to um, twist. And I'm like, yeah, I have never lost a serve besides that. Yeah. Literally. I'm like, why, why, why are you critiquing me about that? I know. Anyway, so we, we got into it. I did challenge him. I did lose. I did get heat stroke. <laughs> it was karma for being a brat. <laughs> it was pretty funny though. It was mostly funny. because it again, we've also played with multiple other couples and every time the first time they play together, it's the same exact thing. The yeah. husband tries to critique the wife. The wife's like, Don't tell me what to do. I don't care. This I'm new to this. Yeah. Don't expect me to be perfect. I'm trying my best. Okay. Um oh, so anyways, wow. if you haven't played pickleball yet from our recommendations then we are not truly influencers. No, no, then we are not. If there's one thing, I posted this thing on my Instagram the other day. I'm like trying to think if there's only a couple things people get from my page, like what would those things that I actually influence them to do would be? And like most of them were very heartfelt. And I'm like, I hope, you know, I I influence you to love your body unconditionally. Then the other things I'm like, I hope I influence you to try pickleball, to watch Attack on Titan, <laughs> to like just some other random things. Yeah. But truthfully, I'm like, if you aren't playing, playing pickleball, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, give it the We time. have nothing else to do. We have nothing else to do. It's a great sport. It's, it's great. sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation by storm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's a great exercise too. Yeah. I get so sweaty and like my legs are always kind of sore after if I've been running around. Yeah, it's a great workout. Yeah, it's an awesome workout. Great couples. It really does couples teach you a therapy. lot about communication. Mm-hmm. Over time, you it, teamwork, all these great things. And I have to say, me and Life did a great job. We resolved it. Mm-hmm. And all is well, you yeah. know? It's the great. fights, they, they always end positively. Yeah. You learn, you know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn, folks. Okay, You wait. learn to te- tear your husband down <laughs> when he critiques you. You learn that if you break them down <laughs> enough, they will crack. <laughs> and you will get your way. Um. To be honest, we're playing today without Nick, and I'm scared because Nick is my guard. If I'm on his team, I know I'm going to win. But without him, I never win. So Maybe me and you can play Just Life. Yeah. we Oh, we would smash him. <laughs> we would demolish him. We would him. demolish him. You guys, actually, Leif's, like, decent. He's yeah, actually good. He's good. It's not like you he's You guys bad. are both really good for just starting. I was going to say, even, like, I didn't get serving. Like, I 
I still am not very consistent with serving. Serving is not my strong suit, but you got serving so fast. Like, I feel like you never had a, you know, rough point with serving. You pretty much got it like right off the bat. It was the volleyball. The volleyball underhand serve is similar to yeah, it, it is. which I'm not a pro volleyball player, but like I played a little bit in middle school and high school. Yeah. Like, briefly. So um, just like. I'm like, I was a uh, high <laughs> yeah, school star. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean like in church volleyball and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I always like, like, like you know how to volleyball. play. Yeah. So I, I do know how to underhand serve and I feel like it's very similar to the pickleball serve. So True. that's, that's why I had like muscle memory with that. Hold up you guys, because it is a beautiful day to be alive. We manifested this y'all. We are sponsored today by Glossier. This is one of our dream brands. We absolutely love them. I'm sure you guys have heard of them, but if not, Glossier makes skincare, makeup, body care, and fragrance products. You probably know them for popularizing the glowy, dewy skin look. Their brand aesthetic is obviously just the best there is, but on top of that, the products are amazing, and I have been so obsessed with them. If you guys watch my weekly vlogs, I have been wearing so much Glossier product lately, and I am so excited about it. It's a community-driven brand, and they're always striving for the best ingredients, and they believe in the power of self-expression and personal choice in beauty and beyond. So the product I really want you guys to um, try for sure. It's actually funny because I have the Super Bounce, the Super Glow, and the Super Pure um, in my pink bathroom, and Nick loves Glossier as well. He literally will go up and look at all my different super serums and be like, which one am I going to use today? But I want to talk to you guys about Super Bounce because first of all, I just love the name. It makes me feel automatically five years younger, even though I'm only 25. But it is basically a hyaluronic acid and vitamin B5 serum that really just adds some hydration to your skin, gives you that extra bounce, obviously. It's got a silky texture, sinks in without stickiness or residue. And it overall just offers like a soothing moisture, helps ease any tight or dry feeling, which is absolutely the worst. So I highly recommend you try it out because it has been amazing for my skin. I'm going to quickly jump in and say you guys should also try the Super Pure Serum, especially if you have congested skin. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I want to tell you guys about the Cloud Paint, which I've been using recently, which I use the shade. This is a makeup product. It is a gel cream blush. I use the shade Puff. And I'm obsessed with this. You just do a few little dots and you just use your fingertips, put it on your cheekbones. It gives you the cutest, like blushiest, you know, add some life to your face. And I have not been a blush wearer until recently. And I'm obsessed with this stuff. It doesn't look cakey. It doesn't look unnatural. It like glides right into your skin. And like, you, like I said, you just need your fingertips, which is so ideal. Yeah. I love the shade storm. It's like a, a deep red color. And here's a little tip for when you use it. Um, you can definitely put it in. I saw this on TikTok. You don't put it on the apples of your cheeks because that's kind of almost like an aging look, they say. So you put it like right under your eyes and almost up into your temples and just kind of pat it in there. So it's kind of, it brings your face up. And then on the tip of your nose, you add a little bit. So it gives you almost like a Rudolph look. Wait, I've literally but been doing the same thing. so cute. And it looks so good because of TikTok. We love to see it. Okay, get that glowy, dewy, natural look for yourself by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash what we said. Plus, all new customers will get 10% off your first order on glossier.com slash podcast slash what we said. Certain exclusions apply. That is G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com slash podcast slash what we said. Go check it out, you guys. You're going to be obsessed. Before we get into the interview, we need to briefly talk about Reels. Instagram Reels. Let's get real here, guys. The real real. <gasps> I mean, oh. take that out. No free advertising. <laughs> um, yeah. So Instagram Reels just came out not too long ago. Give and me your honest take on it. My honest take. Hmm. Okay. You want me to be brutally honest? Yes. I let's let's be honest for the first time ever. I'm like, podcast. I will turn over a new leaf and be honest <laughs> with you for the first time. Um, I think that you know, I don't hate it for sure. My reels have actually been performing very well, mm -hmm. which I'm genuinely shocked by because <laughs> my Instagram <laughs> photos, you want to know secret guys, my Instagram photos are seen by legit 2% of new people. I can see my analytics uh, to give you a, you know, little, does that mean 2% of the people that saw the photo are new? Yes. Okay. So basically it's seen by no one new. Um, mine will say like, it was seen by 1%. It was seen by 2%. The top percentage that my photos have been seen by this week is 7% to give you, Ooh. I'm like, Ooh, I gained three followers from that <laughs> one. Um, 
to compare it to what it used to be, I used to get like, it would show it to like 70% of new people. And so that's how you gain new followers is because your content is being seen by new people. Mm -hmm. So anywho, that being said, my Instagram engagement's actually decent, but my, like I get seen by no new people. So it's impossible to grow when you're seen by no one, Yeah, which is very, very frustrating and annoying when it's your full-time job. Yeah. But that aside, that being said, I didn't think my reels would like do that amazing because of that, but they've all been doing really well. So I'm happy. That's fun that they're getting views and like, you know, doing well, but TikTok's algorithm is so superior that I feel no, I'm like, I'm not going to be focusing on reels right now because it's so much, so much better on TikTok. Yeah. You can actually get seen by new people. And to me, it's just a way better platform for this type of content. So I'm focusing on TikTok still. I think it's fun. Yeah. But it's almost like- I'm not going to go out of my way to make reels. No. And also I've seen a lot of people just like transferring their TikTok content onto reels. And I'm like, I don't care. It's like, if people want to see that content, they can follow my TikTok. I don't, I'm not going to- and I, and also it's hard to do all of them. So I'm not going to like make fresh, amazing new content for reels all the time. Yeah. So when they would probably do better on TikTok yes. anyways. I'm like, and, and then your TikTok following can, you know, sometimes transfer over to Instagram. So I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to be, if I saw like a huge increase in, in engagement and stuff, I might focus on it more, but until the Instagram algorithm starts to favor like more me. people's content, <laughs> like me and me only, no, more people's content. Cause a lot of people I know have this problem yeah. and it's really annoying that it's just like, it just picks and chooses random people to show. Yeah. And, and it really feels like there's no, it's like, you can't figure out what the determining factor is and like why people, certain people get shown a lot that have yeah. very similar content to other people that get shown to zero people. It's yeah. just so It's very confusing. Bizarre. I know. Reels to me, I have bad vibes about it, to be quite honest. And, and I don't want to be negative going into it because I, I do, you know, probably will be posting them. But again, it's like TikTok was special for a reason where it's like, yes. it's, it's a different platform. We've said this before. When you take TikToks off TikTok and you put on a different platform, it's it doesn't a no-go. feel right. In the words of Beth, it seems, it seems right, but it ain't natural. Or <laughs> it seems natural, but it ain't right. And that's just the truth of reels. It's just especially funny content. And also I, yes. I, another problem people were saying is people on TikTok that create these trends, people then take their TikToks that they create following the trend and post it on reels. And then people are like, oh, this person started this trend, right? And but they like, don't no. see the TikTok. So there's a lot of like stolen content and there's not like originality as much. So I think reels can definitely be more for outfits, you know, maybe more cutesy yeah. lifestyle like stuff. Instagram-y. But I ain't, I ain't posting a lip syncing humorous video on Reels. No, I'm not posting a dance. I'm not doing the woe no. on Reels. You no. can bet your bottom dollar that that's not happening. It's like, no. that's, it's like you said, TikTok is special for a reason. It has its own vibe, its own thing. It's its own inside joke. I see Reels as more of, for me Stupid. at least, <laughs> for me, more aesthetically pleasing, like you said, like cutesy mm-hmm. Instagram content in video format. Yeah. That's different than TikTok. I will do the dumbest thing. Like, I will be so much more uh, shocking yeah. and dumb on TikTok than I will ever be on Instagram. No, and, and I really don't feel like TikTok is going to go anywhere. I like, don't, people I don't are like, think It's so. like the Snapchat thing. And I'm like, no, no because Instagram has not. not figured out the what is special about TikTok. Instagram has not figured tapped out. into that. That's for dang sure. No. And again, most of it is the algorithm mm-hmm. where it's like TikTok, you can literally see anybody's things when you go on the Instagram popular page, it just makes me just nauseous. No, honestly. it's not. It's not a vibe. No. Um, so that's nice our try take on Insta. reels. We're like, maybe next time they shadow ban me further. Yeah. Like, awesome. <laughs> like, okay. your podcast. <laughs> okay. Getting back to our episode today with Dr. Madahi. Like we said, he's the CEO of the brand Lumino, which is the coolest brand, you guys. These are the only whitening strips um, that... Leif has ever tried. He has extremely sensitive teeth and he's always been like, oh, I want to get whitening strips, but I know my teeth will literally be in excruciating pain if I do because they're so sensitive. These are the only whitening strips he's ever used. He used them months ago that have not made his teeth sensitive and he absolutely loved them. And the further we looked into all these products, we just got so excited about it. And as we, you know, heard more in this episode about all the different like great ingredients that they use in their toothpaste and mouthwashes and everything else, 
we get into a lot of different information in this that's so much deeper. It's not just like, uh, you know. We're not just going over the the products itself too. Although (laughs) JC and I both immediately after the episode went and ordered a ton of products from them. Using our discount Um, code. Yeah, using our discount code, what we said. Um, But the reason we were so intrigued in the first place, I saw the word microbiome in like the original email when we were trying to set up the interview. And I was like, I'm obsessed with the microbiome. I'm so interested by it. The microbiome basically is like the motherboard of your entire body, just hosts everything that you could possibly need to survive in life in general. And I don't know that much about it. And so that's why I was so excited to like talk to them and kind of pick their brains about it because obviously he wrote an entire book about it. So we talk about that, which is very relevant in today's world when we're living in a pandemic. He talks about um, how important the microbiome is and how vulnerable your mouth is because and, and how we can kind of protect the microbiome in our mouth mm-hmm. and how we can do that with our products. Yeah. And he he also like touches a little bit on um, like hand sanitizer and things that he doesn't necessarily think are yeah. super effective and like the ingredients that you have in your cleaning stuff, just a ton of different areas. And possibly the biggest takeaway of them all for me is the fact that I have no hope because I'm a mouth breather. And if you guys are a fellow mouth breather, if you breathe through your mouth when you sleep, just basically all the time, but you know, that's kind of, I feel like if you breathe through your mouth when you sleep, you're considered a mouth breather because you don't really notice how you're breathing day to day. You're just breathing, but it causes so many weird health problems and these little interesting things that when he was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is all stuff that I like go through or that I have. And it makes so much more sense to me now. And yeah, anyway, we get in your deviated septum too. We talked about that a little bit. He basically talks about how your, you know, your oral health is not completely disconnected from your entire whole body health. Like super connected, super, super connected. Talks about all of the like main things that he's seen as a dentist, basically all of the problems he's seen with his patients and why he wanted to create this brand and this company in the first place. So you guys are going to love this episode. I'm very excited for you to hear it. Yes. And don't forget to use our code, what we said. We'll link it in the description or in the episode notes. If you guys want to go order their products, use our code, what we said to get, how much is it off? 15%? Yes. And you guys are definitely going to want to order stuff. And also he has a new book that I just got. Um, I just downloaded on my Kindle and I'm super excited to read it. It's called The Toxic Overload. And it's all about how to experience whole body health. So I'm super intrigued by it. I think you guys are going to love this episode. Let's get into it. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're going to kind of hop right into these questions. Okay. First of all, JC and I were talking about this yesterday as we were kind of literally just Google searching things about the microbiome and stuff. So we want to get into that first and foremost. Can you just tell us what the microbiome even is and and also where it's located? Because I feel like I've heard of it and I took a class on it when I went to like integrative nutrition school, but Nothing much further than that. So kind of expand on that if you can. Absolutely. First of all, thank you guys. I'm so happy to be here with both of you, both me and Caroline. And uh, I'm going to get started with the basic question. It's a great question. What is a microbiome? Microbiome is a series of organisms, microorganisms that are mostly made out of bacteria that are in or on our body. So when we're talking about microbiome, I want to talk about its function first, and then I'll get into where it is located and what does it do in that particular location. I think that would be a a good way of going about it. So microbiome's main function is to protect you against disease and infection um, as a primary goal. So it's the first line of defense. So we cannot be constantly talking about immunity we cannot talk constantly talking about boosting immunity with vitamin C and go around harming the microbiome that we already have that's protecting us. And the best way to look at it is that if you look at, we've been around for uh, thousands of years. How did we actually survive all the way from the cave up to now without all of this medicine all of these antiseptic hand sanitizers and everything. And throughout history, there's always been viruses, bacteria, all sorts of pandemics, diseases that a lot of people have died. So 
the microbiome is the first line of defense. Your own immune system comes in once you have infection or inflammation. So prior to that, the microbiome is protecting you. So how is the microbiome protecting you? Where is it located? So what the microbiome does is, first of all, when we're talking about microbiome and bacteria, we are made out of bacteria. So we have 100 trillion bacteria to 10 trillion human cells. So we have 10 times more bacteria than human cells. That's the first thing we've got to understand. And the, this microbiome, just the sheer size, is covering areas that is not letting these bad bacteria and viruses to come, stick, and grow. So if there's no real estate, you can't build anything. That's the primary way that's protecting us. So where is it located? First is on our skin. So when we're talking about our skin, we're always looking at our skin as it's protecting our body, but it has pores in it. How we know that is because when we sweat, sweat is coming out of the pores. And wherever there are pores, that means that there is a communication between outside world and inside of your body. So things can get in and things can come out, right? So the microbiome is covering the entire surface of your skin. So that's why you don't get so many skin infections, even though you touch a lot of things. Why is there so many infections and problems? It's because of the microbiome protecting you. Then we go into our eye. Yeah. So we go to our eyes. Look at it. There's pollution, all sorts of things in the air. Why don't we get eye infection all the time? The reason being is the microbiome is protecting our eyes, and there's a layer of the microbiome over our eyes. Same thing with our ears. We don't get ear infection because there's microbiome in, our, in the ears. In our nose, there is microbiome. In our gut, there is a lot of microbiome that helps with digestion and production of different vitamins as well. Vitamin K, which is a coagulation vitamin, so the reason why you don't bleed to death is because of vitamin K and it's because the microbiomes are producing it. The mood, our moods, are dependent on two particular neurotransmitters in the brain, which is dopamine and serotonin, which is produced and stimulated by the microbiome in our gut. And the biotin, which is important for our hair and our skin, is being produced by the microbiome. And then there's also microbiome in the mouth. So when you're talking about any type of disease and infection, most of it starts from the mouth. That's how mm. it enters our body. So the reason why you use the hand sanitizers is because you don't want to touch something and put it in your mouth. The reason why you wash your hand is what you're putting in your mouth. The reason for the mask is something that's getting into your mouth. So these are the reasons behind it. So the microbiome there also is protecting you against infection and disease because of the way that it constantly is coming inside your mouth. And from your mouth, if you have bleeding gums, if you have any inflammation in your gums, it can get into your bloodstream. So it can mm -hmm. penetrate all of your body. You can swallow things and go into your gut and then affect you also in terms of the um, in, in terms of your gut and in terms of how you are exposed. I want to ask a quick question. How important is tongue scraping? So here's a, this is a very good question. So I would have told you tongue scraping is very, very important up to about five, uh, four or five years ago. And I'm going to tell you the exact reasoning behind it. So one of the things that we saw is that there is a growth of bacteria, and we're talking about more of the harmful types of bacteria, some uh, candidas, all sorts of things on the tongue. And the only way it could have been removed was with tongue scraping. Then I've been doing a lot of research on finding the oral care products that are certified non-toxic, that are microbiome safe. As, as I have gotten into these types of ingredients and products, I have seen 
that I don't see the same coating of the harmful bacteria on the tongue that I used to see before. So the people that are on these types of products that are microbiome safe, that are certified non-toxic, they don't see, seem to have the same overgrowth of bacteria and sort of the fungi on their tongue as they do. Oh, before. that's interesting. So that's the sort of the answer to that question. Yeah. It's so so basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but the mouth is basically the most vulnerable part of your body then. Yes, it is the most vulnerable, but the connection with the rest of the body is what is, makes it so interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's undisputable evidence throughout the years, for the past 25 years, the research between gum disease and heart disease, diabetes, uh, colorectal cancer, lung cancer, um, early term uh, babies, like premature babies, and also more evidence of it in terms of Alzheimer's. Then the question is, why is there such a connection between gum disease and all these other problems? And the answer seems to be to, into two factors. When you have gum disease, that means you have chronic infection in your mouth, right? Chronic mm -hmm. infection. Now, if you have chronic infection in any place else in your body, you have temperature, you can't move, you can't do a lot of things. Yet, people are walking around with gum disease without sometimes even knowing they have gum disease. That's the initial aspect. And when there is disease and infection, there's inflammation. And when there is inflammation, there is what is called inflammatory markers that are in the bloodstream. These inflammatory markers that are in the mouth then get spread out throughout your body and can hit different organs. Because in your mouth, you have a direct connection into the bloodstream, into your gut, and also going through the blood-brain barrier so close to the brain. This is why the mouth becomes such an important entry to the rest of the health of your body. Okay, well, I'm going to jump in here now and ask, what is like the ideal oral hygiene routine to, to prevent gum disease and all of these all this bacteria from being in your mouth. Great. So, you know, it's so interesting because uh, so many people, when they ask me this question, I always answer, and they've heard these answers before, but I don't think they truly understand the reasoning behind the answer. So people say brush your teeth, but the, the reason why you're brushing your teeth is the mechanical removal of plaque, which is all of these harmful bacteria that could be in the plaque, you're removing it mechanically. Use of toothpaste is not an important factor in terms of removal of plaque. The actual brushing is what is very important. Now, toothpaste is also important, but it's not the primary reason why you do it. So people think about brushing. I'm gonna, I want to have fresh breath. I want to brush my teeth. But that's not the reason. The reason is removal of the plaque. That's how you're going to over time have fresh breath, right? So the reason for brushing is that's the reason. So if you don't brush your teeth, ideally, three times at every time you eat, there is these food particles. And these food particles is the exact food the bacteria needs in order for it to grow. So once you remove these food particles and plaque, you're decreasing the growth of harmful bacteria in your mouth. So that's what the brushing is. Flossing is the food particle that's in between your teeth. The only way it can be removed is through flossing. If you don't floss, that means that food particle that's in between your teeth then can be used by the bacteria to grow. How, right? how often do we need to be flossing? Once a day. Okay, at night? That's when usually when I do it. At night, at day, it doesn't matter. Once a day, we'll do it. We'll do the job. Things are better at night, right before you go to sleep, but it's not really that as important as to when you floss. Yeah. Use of also proper oral care products is very important. So anytime you use alcoholic mouthwash, what you are doing 
you're destroying the microbiome in your mouth. So that's the exact (laughs) thing that we don't want to do. This is what doesn't make any sense to me. Don't you guys want whiter teeth? Who doesn't? Yeah. Why do we have artificial colors in our mouthwashes? Why is it green, blue, purple, yellow? Why? Don't we want healthy microbiome that protects us? Why do we use these products that's advertising that kills 99.9% of the germs where 98% of the bacteria that is in your mouth is healthy, protective bacteria, which is your microbiome. You're killing it all. You're destroying it. And by destroying it, destroying that real estate, you leave room for the bad bacteria and viruses to come in and stick and grow. So this is what makes no sense in terms of our oral care today. It's full of toxic ingredients and things that actually harm the microbiome. Yeah, I want you to talk a little bit more about your brand because my husband actually used, is it, it's Lumino, correct? That's how you say it? That's correct. That's he right. used your whitening strips and he loves them because he has very sensitive teeth. And he said that those are the only whitening strips he's ever used that have not made his teeth hurt. So I want you guys to, and Caroline, you can feel free to jump in as well. I want you guys to kind of talk about like why you decided to build this brand. And obviously you're passionate about the ingredients not being toxic. So maybe speak on that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, what's so interesting is that Caroline was working in my dental practice and she was writing copy for me and everything else. She also helped write a couple of books prior to my latest book. My first book was called Anti-Aging Dentistry. And we were talking about the structure of the mouth, how it is uh, protecting the structure of the face. And then the second book was The Hidden Epidemics that we were talking about. A lot of the products that we're using, as an example, are whitening products. It's causing so much sensitivity. So when you look at the history of whitening products, it starts with Starbucks becoming so popular, people drinking more tea, more coffee. And then we started to get into healthier habits, which is green tea green juice, red juice, right? Then we started to talk about blueberries, blackberries, antioxidants and everything. So what you now have is a constant staining of your teeth, right? And in order to constantly remove this stain, you started to do more whitening, whitening toothpaste, whitening mouthwash, whitening strips, and whitening treatments inside the office. And because the key ingredients in all of these whitening products is peroxide. And peroxide breaks down enamel and makes your teeth sensitive. After a while, people couldn't actually whiten their teeth anymore. So one of the things that I started to study was how do I find sort of non-toxic ingredients as an alternative to peroxide? And what that was, was... uh, sage oil, lemon peel oil, and coconut oil as a whitening. And then we did independent university studies um, that uh, compared ours with other national brands. And we saw that we have the same whitening capability without doing any type of uh, creating any sensitivity. So Caroline in my office was the guinea pig of all of these products. And we were working and she was tasting it or using it. And she was also in charge of figuring the manufacturing of all of these products because my job was to find the right ingredients. Her job was to find a way to produce it. I I think it obviously is definitely so much harder to do things the quote unquote right way or the way you want to do things. Like we've even experienced that to the smallest degree when you're creating any sort of product and it's like you want it to be what you want and you have to push so hard for that. So... I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, how many different products do you guys have? So it all started ahead, with um, my patient. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, it all started with my patients having a lot of inflammation in their gums that no matter what kind of products we use, we couldn't get rid of the bleeding gum inflammation. And so we started with a clean and fresh uh, mouthwash. As we use that mouthwash in our practice, and I gave it to some of my friends to actually use it on their patients, we saw an incredible type of effect 
the color of the gum changed and it didn't have that alcoholic taste or a chemically taste. So we started with that one first, then we made the toothpaste for it. Then we got into the whitening with the whitening mouthwash, toothpaste, and the whitening strips. We also created one for people that have a lot of sensitivity with our sensitivity mouthwash toothpaste. Then there's a, one other aspect that I talked about it a lot on, in my second book, The Hidden Epidemics, in terms of the people that are suffering from dry mouth. And there's a lot of people that actually have dry mouth that they don't know it. And uh, the dry mouth could be due to mouth breathing, having allergies, deviated septum, but most importantly, people are on medication. There's a lot, more than 450 different types of medications that causes dry mouth, and people are on antidepressants or anti-anxiety at the top of the list, but also heart medication, diabetic medication, kidney medication, even pain pills causes dry mouth. And this dry mouth, what it does is just it, because the saliva is not there, the cavity-causing bacteria goes through the roof as a result you get a sort of recurring cavities and abundance of cavities uh, that is so, so, uh, very much uncontrolled. So we also have a hydrating mouthwash. And all of these products, we have done head-to-head -head studies with the national brands, the gold standards. Uh, as an independent university study, we have about 51 clinical studies behind all, everything. And then we also have a bamboo toothbrush with a castor oil bristles that also is very flexible, yet it cleans the teeth very well, and it doesn't damage the gums. So there's a lot of the people that have gum recession is due to the way they brush their teeth or the toothbrush they use. So it took me uh, two and a half years of figuring out the right bristle that does all of them. I love that. That's so interesting. My brother was just visiting me, my little brother, and he was freaking out because he had little like... Um kind of like gingivitis almost. And he was like, I brush and floss all the time. And I was like, well, what do you think it is? And he's like, I think I brush too hard. Like my brush turns into the ones, you know, when you see the people with the toothbrushes that just like, <laughs> looks like they have braces yeah. almost. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to send him some stuff because he's going to need this. That's, that's so interesting. So with the castor oil toothbrush, do you use toothpaste as well with that or just use the toothbrush? Oh, okay. Yeah. All of the products that we use part another in ingredient that we use in our uh, mouthwash and toothpaste is xylitol xylitol has shown to help decrease the cavity causing type of bacteria because they cannot process xylitol so our re recommendation is using it as a regiment so the mouthwash toothpaste with the toothbrush is the key. And then for the people that want whitening is the mouthwash, toothpaste, whitening strips and the toothbrush as a regimen to keep the teeth white. So when, when you're brushing, should your like grip on your toothbrush be kind of light? Like you shouldn't be scrubbing? Yeah, the scrubbing doesn't do anything but destroy enamel and destroy the gum. So people Amazing. that want whiter <laughs> teeth, they always are scrubbing. And the people that have um, especially younger people that have gum recession is mainly their scrubbers. Interesting. That is really interesting. Oh, I want to go brush my teeth. But I know. think about it like how, how you how you wash a pan or something where you're trying to get grease off of it. I think we think about it the same way. Like we're oh, like, ah, you know, and actually I, I think about our um, whitening products the same way you would think about a really good um, soap that breaks up food particles and stuff on like a hard pan, like our products go in and they, and they kind of break up the stains because it's oils that we have in our products. So instead of going in and etching like yeah. um, hydrogen peroxide does, I, that's kind of how I, cause people are like, well, if it doesn't, if it's not scrubbing it and it's not etching the enamel, how is it getting the stains off? You know, because it, it, that is a concept that we run into all of the time with people who are learning about this product for the first time is like, well, if it doesn't use harsh chemicals, how does it work? Like they yeah. just, they can't even, it's like the burning thing. You know, we associate that burn um, that we get from some mouthwashes and stuff like that. We associate, or even like when you get a cut and you put hydrogen peroxide on your skin, you associate that burn with like, oh, it's killing bad stuff. That's what it, that's how it works. 
And the thing is, is that stinging that we get in our mouths from mainstream, you know, uh, mouthwashes, not naming any names, um, <laughs> is, is because of the alcohol that's in them. So it's, it's really, it's really quite a gimmick, um, that's in there. And, and Dr. Madahi through his, you know, practice and uh, with his patients was forever trying to figure out why we're putting alcohol in these mouthwashes because it's, it's the worst thing you yeah, can still do. Figured it out. Interesting. Still a mystery. Okay. What is the number one product? Like if someone were to go and just choose one product from your guys's line, what would you suggest to them? Like the starting out product? So uh, again, the entirety of the population can be divided into four categories. Our most popular product is our whitening products, whitening mouthwash, whitening toothpaste, and the whitening strip kit. That's the most popular. But for people that are not into whitening and they're looking for less sensitive teeth is the sensitivity. But people that are looking for generally overall healthy gums, healthy teeth, is our clean and fresh. And the people that have dry mouth, none of these other products is going to do the work like the uh, hydrating mouthwash. It has grapeseed oil, coconut oil, and uh, cayenne pepper oil. And that stimulates saliva. So people that have dry mouth and they keep drinking water, it makes dry mouth worse because the uh, you have very little saliva and the more you dilute it with water you'll have less saliva so what you need is increase saliva flow not increase moisture in your this mouth this is making and my mouth feel so thing. dry right now <laughs> my mouth's getting drier and drier well, you know <laughs> the thing is that i just read an article that was saying that there's over half of the american population has dry mouth and the majority of the people who have it don't know they have it. So we actually have a new thing that is really exciting that's, that just launched on our website that is a quiz that people can go and take to find out what of our products they should be using for their specific oral care needs, right? So the we things that are happening in their mouth. quiz. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> love a quiz? I wanna know what Disney princess I am. Yeah, exactly. I need to know. Um, so, uh, thanks BuzzFeed. So <laughs> I think that, um, that's a really cool way for people to kind of determine, oh, you know, my, you know, I'm mostly, I mostly have good oral hygiene. I'm mostly just looking for whitening or gosh, I didn't even know that those symptoms were indicative of dry mouth. Wow. I should get the hy- that The hydrating formula mouthwash is my personal favorite. So I always bring it up because, I am obsessed with it. Like I use it like multiple times a day. And I think it's, it just is so, it just changed the game for me. But a lot of people, I didn't know that I needed that. A lot of people don't know. So I definitely think go take the quiz, oralessentials.com guys. Okay. I have one last little question. Does dry mouth cause bad breath? It absolutely does. Incredible. Because so, as you're saying, you're like, deviated symptom, allergies. I have both of those things. And I'm like, I tell Jason, I'm like, I feel like my breath always stinks no matter how much I like brush and whatever. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, my mouth probably is dry. So catch me yeah, online so right for, after this. For, saliva yeah, so saliva for, is for your you, best friend. Yeah. So for you is the hydrating mouthwash would work the best. So it, it will uh, stimulate saliva flow as a result that saliva will kill that cavity-causing bacteria, uh, sulfur-producing types of bacteria because of the clove that it also has in it, clove and basil. I'm also a mouth breather. So I feel <laughs> like I have the, those issues too. So yeah, you catch me on your website after this. <laughs> right. So, so <laughs> as a mouth breather, there's that one other thing that you know you're a mouth breather. If you have inflammation around your four upper or four lower front teeth I do. is an inflammation that doesn't go away is a mouth breather. is a signal is a sign of a mouth breather. wait i was just gonna say i feel like i am so good at brushing and flossing like i floss every night and sometimes even in the morning which i don't know if that's bad if it's too much but i feel like i floss so much but i've always said like my gums just are a little bit like puffy and and inflamed and i'm like why i'm so i feel like i am so good at taking care of my teeth. Mouth breathing. Well, that's the reason. I, no matter what you do, that's you. not going to go away with mouth breathing. Well, so what do I do? Yeah. So, you use so the hydrating term, mouthwash. Okay, okay. No, you, you use the hydrating mouthwash, but in what 
the key part of it is you're a mouth breather either you have a deviated septum, you have allergies, there's something that's not letting you breathe through your nose, right? This mouth breathing over time has a lot of bad problems. So you, you can develop sleep apnea as a mouth breather. When you exercise, you run out of breath, you get tired, you get fatigued faster because you're a mouth breather. So there's a lot of things that goes with mouth breathing. So I always, a lot of patients, I see them and I tell them, please consult an ENT and see if there's a deviated septum, what's going on in terms of, we want to get you to actually breathe through your nose because it also the impact on the heart is more when you're a mouth breather as well. This, this huffing yeah. and puffing is not good. <gasps> and now for a mouth breather that also wears a mask, there's more also issues as well. Because since you can breathe as easily through your nose, the, and, and you, you, you do some through your nose, some through the mouth, as you get tired, there's more carbon monoxide is being sucked in because you also have a mask. Yeah. So overall, we have to attack the problem as its root cause, which is allergies or a deviated septum. Yeah. I mean, I have allergies and asthma and I feel like I, it's exactly what you're saying. Like I get so out of breath when I do anything, everything you're describing, it's very enlightening. I feel like I just got a diagnosis and I need to like, we can go to the ENT together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get some tests taken because I also have such a hard time sleeping. Like I rarely get a good night's sleep now, which is very annoying. So I'm going to look into this. Now, the allergies that you were speaking, do you take any allergy medication? I just take like over-the-counter like Zyrtec or Claritin. Okay. So Zyrtec and Claritin also causes dry mouth as well. So this is exactly what I'm trying to tell you. This is what happens you are on medication because you're trying to handle something. And then all of a sudden, there is also a byproduct of it having a dry mouth type of a symptom. So what I would tell you, one of the things that I also recommend to my patients that have allergies, especially they feel stuffy in the nose, is um, using salt water. Is like something like an ocean spray. Mm -hmm. uh, ocean spray can dry out uh, mucus. And it doesn't have the same uh, effects um, as uh, medications that you take. And you see if that you can actually breathe better if you use that type of a spray in your nose, which is just salt water. In your nose? In your nose. Okay. So, so people, there are people who have gone from being mouth breathers to training themselves to breathing through the nose? Is there hope? Uh, as, long as, as long as they've handled the allergy, and they've handled the deviated septum, there is no reason not to breathe through your nose. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm very Yeah, breathing through your mouth is not a natural phenomenon because it, it does many different things that you don't normally like. The amount of water that you have to drink because you are a mouth breather is tremendously more, right? Whereas when you breathe through your nose, you don't, you don't need it. And exercising becomes so much more difficult for a mouth breather. If you were a nose breather, exercising would be so much more pleasant and fatigue would not set in as quickly. Wow. So that's why breathing through your nose is so important. Wow. I told, I told my husband that when we have kids, if I ever catch them breathing through their mouth, I'm going to keep closing their mouth until they are trained because I'm like, that is, I haven't done a ton of research, but just hearing all of this, I'm like, I don't want my kid to like, <laughs> to be a mouth breather because that causes so, so many much, issues. Yeah. yeah, but they're not unless there's another problem. Right, so the root right. cause is not that. It's a, sec it's a secondary okay. issue. And there's a lot of products out there too that are causing a rise in, in allergies and allergic responses that I think that we have to really, you know, become educated on a lot of the antibacterial products that we use in our house. Um, when we're cleaning surfaces and stuff like that, they decrease your microbiome's ability to, you know, to keep, um, you know, bad bacteria from coming in at mm. bay and all of that kind of thing. And that actually creates more inflammation in our body. And we have these allergic responses more. And so one of the things, cause I've, I've had really bad allergies and I've been able to combat a lot of that and, and get a lot of my 
ability to breathe through my nose back through switching out to more natural products. And not just natural products, because I don't want to just say that because you could, you know, Dr. Madahi likes to say, well, you could rinse with, you know, apple juice. It <laughs> wouldn't do anything good for you, right, but it would yeah. be natural, you know? So it's like picking products that are effective, but don't have these, um, these ingredients that go killing your microbiome so that you can still, you have that first line of defense. So your immune system's not always kicking in and you're not always getting these inflammatory responses. Uh, I found that's really made a huge difference for me. I also do neti pots a lot, which is like, Ooh, again, it's a salt pots. water. Love a neti pot. I mean, doing neti pot is like torture, but yeah. <laughs> after. after effects are so great. It's like working out. So during, I, it's like, eh, yeah. after it's great. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, doing, doing saltwater flushes, um, making sure you're using like a high quality sea salt, not just like table salt, because you want the minerals more than the sodium. And then, um, making sure you're using products that are, you know, microbiome safe products. So there are great cleaning products that are not going to harm your microbiome out there. There's a great website called made safe that, um, you know, Lumino is the first oral care company to be certified made safe, but there are other products on their website and they, they have a very stringent, um, you know, certification process that they look for products that are really clean and really good for you and don't harm your body and its responses and marine life too. They also look at how products um, affect marine life. So it's a really great organization. Um, yeah, all around a winner and they have some great cleaning products on there. So highly recommend. Love you, Made out. Safe. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. This and much to think about after this episode. Yeah, I know my dad is going to love this episode so much because he listens every week, and he is like so obsessed with oral care and, and health and wellness and like holistic stuff. So I'm excited for him to listen to this. But I want you guys um, share where we can find your products, your books, anywhere we can follow you guys, or the listener right. can follow. Absolutely. So first of all, the name of the new book is a toxic overload. And we really go over the entirety of the mouth-body relationship and how uh, oral health impacts overall health. That's a thing. And then within it, we're talking about the rise of autoimmune disease and this microbiome. And not just oral care products, but cleaning products, hand sanitizers, all sorts of things that are destroying your microbiome. And then our products, um, so the book is on Amazon in the Kindle version. Soon there will be also an Audible version. And they can also order the book itself on Amazon. And then our products is on oralessentials.com. It's on Amazon. And there we are also in about 4,500 stores, select whole food stores in the Southern California, Walgreens all over the United States, and also Wegman. Um, in the New York area, uh, but there's a store located that will tell you which of the stores are close to you. So you can go buy it also uh, as well. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so enlightened right now. I literally <laughs> want to go brush. Let's floss. go floss. I, I'm ready for a flossing date, Chelsea. I'm ready. <laughs> and you're not going to want to see what we've been drinking. <laughs> no, we both, this. as you said, like the coffee thing, we both pushed our lattes aside. We're like, oh. <laughs> I throw that out the window. I'm just drinking water. Okay, but but the thing about it, even drinking latte, as long as you drink it with the cap on it, the amount of staining on your Ooh. teeth gets reduced a lot. Oh, that's so that's another that's tip. Another tip. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And well, the other thing is if you use if you use non-toxic and enamel safe whitening products, you can drink coffee and it's totally fine because you can use the whitening products every day. It's it's totally okay. Totally safe. That's the good news, guys. <laughs> Great news. <laughs> Ending on a on a high note. Amazing. Well thank <laughs> you. Positive. Thank you both so much. I know our listeners are gonna love that and be so educated. And yeah, thank you guys so much for being on our show. And we'll be sure to give the discount code for our listeners and they can find it in the show notes too. So Absolutely. So thank you guys for what you do. I, uh, you know, we're trying to create a sort of a disruptive type of a oral care brand, uh, which goes against all of the 70 years of research. We want to try to not kill the microbiome, but it's through your help that gets your listeners uh, to listen and, and get educated on the podcast format. So thank you so much for spreading the word. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you.
Bye guys. Thanks so much guys. Have a good one. You You too. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you want to follow our podcast Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. If you want to leave us a rating and review on the podcast, Apple app, Apple podcast app, (laughs) feel free. We love you guys so much. And that's That's what what we said. said.